Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture from 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 20 through 21, says this, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called, which some, professing, have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. In society, there are many people who believe science over the accounts of Holy Scripture. But for those who profess to be followers of Jesus, they cannot allow science to conflict with biblical truth. And the reason why is because Jesus is the truth. If science conflicts with that, it's no longer the truth. It's a lie. If they believe science over hermeneutics, then they only make themselves into a heretic. True discipleship is about continuing in Scripture. John 8, 31 through 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The only way that we can be purified from sin is to believe God's truth. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Uh, thy word is truth. Heresy is believing something that is at complete variance with established religious beliefs that we find in Scripture. It is to believe a lie. Instead of humbly accepting what God's Word says, people choose to believe the philosophies and teachings of this world. And this is so harmful to the soul because it can result in damnation. Those who cannot hear biblical truths are filled with the spirit of error. 1 John 4, 5-6. through 6. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Science truly is a religion to, to many people. And I say this not to condemn others, but to warn Christians everywhere that God's word is the truth, not science. God created man in his own image. When, and when you look at a man, you can see the physical appearance of God, just as he created Adam in his own likeness. Man was created by direct intervention of God, not through some kind of evolution from apes. To believe these types of things is not only insulting to me, but also to those who believe in the teachings of Scripture. Jesus is God's only begotten Son, and he was born into this world as a man. In Christianity, we also recognize that there is a great difference between uh, men and women, not, not only in our physical uh, features and our makeup, but also the reason why God originally created us and, and, and the purpose. Both men and women need to embrace where God has placed us. Uh, Romans 9 verse 20 says, But nay, uh, nay, but, O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Andrew is a witness to the things that I've taught throughout my life, and he knows that ever since I became a believer, my thinking has not changed. I was born a man, and men are ordained by God, to lead others, and to teach his word, whether they choose to do so or not. Although teaching was against 
everything in my own nature to do, I picked up the torch and did it. The church is not led by one man, but many spirit, spirit-filled men. On the other hand, if I had been born a woman, I would have gotten married young for the purpose of raising children. I really doubt that I would have married a man because he was handsome or found him attractive. And I don't think that any of those things would have come into play as a Christian wife. And I know that a lot of women are not going to understand what I'm saying. But I do know that when I became converted, I would have obediently served my husband all the days of my life. Uh, Whatever good times or bad things that we had to go through, I would have never allowed a disparaging remark about him to escape my lips or um, to allow it to happen out of the lips of my children, resulting in dishonoring his name. I would have been a homemaker and uh, because I was a female. I would have understood that this was my service to Christ. Whether we are born into this world as a man or a woman, there are certain things we cannot change. Many years ago when Andrew and I were unloading scrap iron, I quickly grabbed a piece of sheet iron and I threw it off of our trailer. And because I was wearing a short sleeve shirt at the time and my forearm was exposed, it tore into my arm like a knife through butter. I'm very thankful that I I didn't bleed out. And Andrew actually had an ample supply of duct tape and, and bandages. The cut was so deep that you'd actually see the fat. Fifteen years later, the scar is still there. Whether I swing an axe or pull a fish out of the lake, I can still see the scar on my arm. Whether I fry up some eggs for breakfast or hoist up a cup of black coffee to my lips, it is a visual reminder that there are some things we cannot change. We cannot change what we are. We cannot change our gender. We cannot change the purpose that God has called us to. We are called to convert. And what each of us need to do is to accept what God wanted us to become since the day we were born. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. uh, Chapter 15, verse 10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. God places us on a path in the Christian life that we are to follow. And we are not supposed to be transformed to the world, but to walk in the calling and the purpose that he has set forth for us. This means that if you are born a man, then be a man. If you're born a woman, then be a woman. If you're called to teach, then teach. The Apostle Paul was called to be a prophet before he was even born. God knew that he was going to use Paul, even before Paul ever did. Um, I really don't understand how the sun continues to burn each day, but it does. I don't understand why hoarfrost sticks to the trees, but it does. In the woods, there's a difference between a doe and a buck. There's a difference between a rooster and a hen. No matter how much science is applied, it cannot change how God has made each of us. 
There's a difference between a balsam tree and a tamarack tree. There's a difference between a bucket of water and a bucket of sand. No matter how much science is applied, it cannot and will never change that fact. Science can't change the truth. And that's where Christianity and science part the ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying science is a bad thing. But when it conflicts with spiritual truth, then as the apostle teaches, it's, it's really not science at all. It's a lie. Jesus is the truth, not science. Science is a branch of knowledge as Christianity is also a branch of knowledge. But science is not the same as faith. From what I've learned, science is focused more on earthly explanations of temporary things, while faith is eternal. Jesus healed a man who was dead. He was buried for three days. He had been dead so long that his body had started to decompose. And when Jesus raised him from the dead, it infuriated some people so much they wanted to kill both Jesus and the man that he had raised from the dead. Within the church, those who are sick are to be anointed with oil, both for physical healing and for forgiveness of sins. Anytime my wife or my children have been sick, I did so as ordered by Christ, and he always healed them. I do understand that many scientists and doctors really can't comprehend how somebody can be healed by putting oil on someone or laying hands on the sick. And I say this again, not to condemn anyone, but to advise people that these are matters of faith in our Creator, both theirs and mine. I'm not going to claim that I know how a gas engine runs. I, I'm not going to claim that I know how the earth revolves around the sun, but this I will claim, that faith can do things that science will never completely understand or even be capable of explaining. About 20 years ago, I was stricken with something for, well, it was about 40 days. Both Andrew and my wife can testify that she was scared to death for me. She thought I was going to die because I had lost over 100 pounds. I knew inside of my heart that God would heal me, and eventually he did. There are many things in my own life that I really don't understand. Even when I studied the beloved apostle's writings, I understand that in certain aspects he felt the same way. Even in the military, there are certain things that are only meant to be known on a need-to-know basis. And I really feel that there are certain things in this life that we are not meant to know or to understand. In the church, we are to anoint people with oil in the name of Jesus so that they can be held. Now, we do this because God commands us to do it. It's a command of Christ. In the military, a general might command you to charge and secure a hill. We, we don't ask his reasons for doing it. We do it because he knows why, and that's enough for us to know. Science is a branch of learning, but faith and trust in Christ is also a branch of learning. One is earthly, and the other is spiritual. Faith is believing in things that at times we simply can, we cannot comprehend. Many scientists are trying to find the truth, a truth that 
they're only going to grasp when they inherit the gift of faith. Although their quest for truth is admirable, they will only find divine truth when they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and the miracle of faith. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC or by going to Hipcast, Buzzsprout, or Amazon or by going to our blog at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.